Alright, how's it going? This is the first episode of the Scully Sports Podcast. This podcast is just going to be uh, talking all things sports, uh, basketball, football, golf, baseball, any any sports news, anything going on, stories, whatever it may be. This is uh, tied in with ScullySports.com, a website where I also talk all things. A lot of the stories on there will also be on the podcast or vice versa. Not all. Podcasts would probably be more just casual things coming up. And just, yeah, there's a past couple days have been a lot of, uh, a lot of NBA news. The had the draft, free and she news as free and she is approaching. And the NBA awards were a couple nights ago. I don't know when this is, will be up, but as of right now, it's June 27th. It's in, at night, so now that goes up. And then the NFL Top 100 came out. Uh, Jordan Spieth won in a crazy fashion. Actually, I'm just going to start with that. Jordan Spieth, great win at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. I uh, I went last year one of the days. Kind of wish I thought of it and got there this year because it was, it was nuts this year. There's crazy fans there, and uh, I think it was in Cromwell. And Spieth obviously finished crazy up and down from the bunker and finished off holding it from the bunker and then jumping up with his caddy where I think the cat there's that awkward picture where like the cat like it looks like they're like all like whatever dick to ass or whatever you whatever (laughs) but um I think that's Spieth's fault Spieth started his jump and the his caddy went for the chest and Spieth just turned for the hip with no indication he was going to do that but that's not that's not our golfer's zone. But today, when I played golf, big golfer, I was in two bunkers, and I played them both perfectly up and down for par. I felt I was inspired by Jordan Spieth. I don't think I would have done that without his plays last Sunday. But Spieth, if he's a, if he's rocking and rolling as good as he was this weekend, continuing moving forward, it's only going to be better for the sport as. He didn't do too great in the open as long as well as the other top guys as a day, Justin Johnson. So hopefully uh, things start picking back up there. But that's really it for those golf that golf news right now. I'm big into golf. Um as for the NBA, the draft was almost a week ago now. And uh, I have a post up about that talking my thoughts, but uh, the obviously 76ers got faults. Um going in I've Thought that the 76ers needed a shooting, a shooting score guard player, and when they had the third pick, I I honestly thought like maybe they should have traded down, got Monk, just someone that can shoot, but also as a guard. But I mean trading up with the Celtics for two of their picks, I and getting Fultz, I think that's a great play for the 76ers. Just trusting the process, process may make him be may be complete, might still fall apart. If Embiid stays health healthy, we don't know how good Simmons will be. We have no idea how where Fultz is right now, but. All signs are looking good for the 76ers in the upcoming years. Lakers f- drafted Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was, since the beginning of the college season, he's been my number one player. I, I've uh, been a big Ball fan. Not too sure about LeVar. I think LeVar's getting into like the joke part of him now. He's not so s- serious about it. I think he's un- like just playing with the joke now. But Besides that, I've always been a big Lonzo Ball fan. I hope he... Plays good in the NBA and Lakers maybe starting a squad and he could be the uh, the point guard for that team. So 
look out for that. And the Celtics just, I don't, I don't know. The Celtics need to pick if they're rebuilding or going after a championship or the Cavs or whatever you want to do because current team isn't going to do it, obviously. Lost pretty easily to the Cavs, but like they're probably, they'll probably sign at least Gordon Hayward, which I'll talk about in the free agency part later, but every year I feel like they just draft someone that's just like, I living in Massachusetts, like everyone around here, Celtics fans, Celtics are probably like my number one East team. So like, I don't understand. They just drafted another like small forward. So right now they have Crawford Brown and Tatum. And then they want to get like Gordon Hayward, possibly even like Paul George. They were in trade talks for Jimmy Butler. So it's like they're stacking that position. So like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum might not even see minutes at this point. And that's their use for trade bait. But like, and then they used to, I feel like they always used to just draft guards after guard. And then I've heard all season that everyone complained that they need a true center because Al Horford wasn't, was more of a four, what not a big man grand rebounds. But then all this trade talk is just for small forwards and guards. And it's like, why don't you trade for a center? I don't know what they're doing. I never know what Danny is doing, but let him do him. Number one in the East. But as for Timberwolves, Timberwolves are my team. That trade that went down. Oh my God. That was nuts. I, I really didn't think we were in contention for Jimmy Butler at all. I thought Jimmy Butler was either going to be a Bull or a Celtic at the end of free agency and trades and the draft, all that. I thought he was either going to be a Bull or a Celtic. That was it. And all whenever whenever everyone around here, Celtics fans, were talking about it, I was I was selling Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy selling Jimmy Butler to them because like I think he could have been a real good addition for them, especially if you could trade not too much but just enough. And then early in the day on draft night, I saw a notification that like the Timberwolves and two two or three other random ass teams. I don't even know. I don't remember who they were because I was. It was like we're starting to get in trade talks with the Bulls. And I was like, none of these teams are getting Jimmy Butler. Let's be real. They're just like they like dialed the phone and called Chicago. So I was like, I didn't even think of it. And then all of a sudden, we're at the the Lakers are on the clock for the second pick, and I get a notification saying the Timberwolves and Bulls are close to finalizing a deal. And I'm like. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? So I go to text, like, I text, like, two or three people, and, like, as I'm finishing the text of the second one, it's, like, Bulls and Timberwolves have basically agreed on the deal, terms coming. I'm, like, is this really happening right now? Because it was obviously the, the it was for the Jimmy Butler. And then it came out, like, right away. These were all instantaneous. Like, I could send, like, one text, and then I got the next notification. And then it was Levine, Dunn, and the seventh pick going for Butler. And that's all I saw. That's what it was announced at first. When uh and the I done I loved him at Providence, Levine I've always liked but, and so in the seventh pick so I was, I was like that that could be good depending on what's going on like Dunn didn't have the best rookie season obviously, Levine, coming off that injury so like you don't know if he's gonna bounce back or not, so like I was like yeah this could be good could not be good depending on what how it happens and then I saw that the sixteenth pick was also traded from the Bulls, to the Timberwolves and I was I. I just completely sold into it, and I'm completely on board. I was starting to get so excited because, and I don't understand what the Bulls are doing here because, like, Dunn, Levine, and the seventh pick. That's yeah, all right. You can, meh. They've the Bulls love Dunn, no matter if, even though he didn't have the best rookie season. And Levine, if if he recovers from his injury, fine. He's a great player. And then the seventh pick, you can get a pretty good 
prospect that could either be a hit or miss. So, like, that's good. But then trading away your first-round pick when you're clearly starting a rebuild, the 16th pick, it's a first-round pick. Like, I don't know what they got there when it was rumored they wanted, like, the third pick, J- uh, Jamal Cro- uh, um, J- Jay Crowder, not Crawford. Did I call him? I think I called him Crawford. Jay Crowder is a Celtic. I don't know what's going on. I think he called him Crawford before. Close enough. But, so, I don't know. The, his price tag was so high, I guess they just became desperate and decided to wing it. But, I mean, hey, Jimmy Buck is playing for Thibodeau again. I'm, I'm excited for this upcoming season. And then, uh, that 16th pick, we uh, got Justin Justin Patton from Creighton. I honestly have never watched him play. I've only seen highlights. But from what I've seen, he looks like... He has some potential, and it looks like Carl Anthony Towns can really like take him under his wing. Show, like I feel like they could play off each other and like learn. Just Patton can learn from Towns, and maybe even turn into something like him. So I think draft night for me as a Timberwolves fan, I came out happy. And um, as for the free agency talks, so the big name, obviously Paul George. Saying he wants out of Indiana, well, he's not going to return to Indiana. Telling him that and now he prefers the Lakers. When what I think when I my viewpoint on this is, if you're the Pacers, why would you not trade him? Is my thing. Like you get some for him. You only have one year. The only thing you're going to get this year from him is possibly like playoff revenue. You're not getting anything. You're not. You're just going to lose him. And then for every other team, to me. It's why would you trade for him? Because unless like somehow you can get him to prove to you that he's gonna re-sign with you and like break his the what he said about wanting to play for the Lakers next year or the year after, unless you get that, why would you trade something for that? Like I I don't know. Like the Celtics are really trying to push for him, but also trying to get Gordon Hayward. So it's like, I guess if they think they're good enough, they can re-sign him. But if not, you're losing picks and po- and probably players just to lose him the year after. So I don't I don't really know where that's going. But the the recent thing is um the recent news is that there's a three way trade being talked with the Nuggets, Cavs, and Pacers, sending uh, Kevin Love over to Denver, Paul George to the Cavs, and I don't really know what the Pacers would get. I think they'd get. Maybe some young guys and picks. I'm honestly not sure. When I think of this, it's like, I think in general, it may make the Cavs maybe a little worse, maybe better. I'm not sure there. But it's clear that the Cavs are only shooting for the Warriors. They don't need to care about the East. They're blowing the East out. So, like, it does. they don't need to worry about making their team better to beat the East. Or s- Clearly, their team this year wasn't good enough to play with the Warriors with the team they have now. But they're good enough to beat the East. So I think when it comes to the matchup, Cavs Warriors, I think Paul George instead of Kevin Love probably makes that better just because like, you have another man to guard KD or just take control of the game when LeBron sits. So when it comes to that matchup, I think Paul George makes those Cavs better. In general, it, I think it might be a little worse, maybe a little better, but it's clear the Cavs' only goal is to go after the Warriors. It's just tough because if if you're worried about LeBron leaving, you'll be losing two. You'll be losing Kevin Love, 
and possibly other things to trade for Paul George, and then you'd possibly lose Paul George and LeBron James. And then the Cavs immediately go to complete rebuild mode and probably like bottom of the East, depending on how good Kyrie can be by himself now. But probably not great. So unless they think they're going to keep those three together, or just the Cavs are going, let's try to get one more ring out of this before we completely give up, because right now we're not going to beat them. So I don't really know there. We'll see where Celtics are really pushing for him, but Celtics are also always pushing for everybody. Every name that comes up is Celtics are in talks. Other big names, Blake and CP3 both opted out of their contracts with the Clippers. No surprise there because they're either leaving or going to sign bigger deals. Blake probably won't be a Clipper again. I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know where he's going to end up though. CP3... Today, uh, it said that he was he met with the Clippers organization, and they'll, they'll talk again about his future. I'm not really sure where CB3, I think, I think they're all kind of done with the Clippers, but I mean, staying in LA would probably be great for them. But we'll see with them, and then, uh, obviously, and then when it comes to Celtics, because they're always in the trade, trade talks and free agency talks, so they're going to be the biggest <laughs> team name out there. Right now, as of today... They want to get both Paul George and Gordon Hayward. So I guess they think like an Isaiah Thomas, Bradley Hayward, Paul George, Horford is enough to try to go after the, the Cavs and the Warriors and then hopefully good enough to entice Paul George to stay. I, I don't know. Celtics probably won't do anything to be honest. They'll probably just like cut someone. But my biggest thing, which I found out today, is in an effort to clear cap room, it most likely will be that Kelly Olynyk will become an unrestricted free agent. I've hated Kelly Olynyk since his first days at Gonzaga. He's the reason I don't like Gonzaga, and I hate him, and he's a reason I wasn't full on board with the Celtics, and even like not fully certif- like set with being the Celtics being my East team, but if he's gone, the Celtics will, will be my East team. Like I'm a Timberwolves fan first, but then like Celtics will be number two in the East if Olenek's gone, hopefully. Now for the Timberwolves, for uh, my boys, we uh, obviously Levine, Dunn, gone. Patton's coming in, and obviously Jimmy Butler. So right now, Butler, Wiggins, Cap, that's our big three under Thibodeau. And, uh, it's coming out that we're they're really trying to push to trade Rubio, which I'm 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 completely fine with. I don't really care at this point. Early in his career, I thought Rubio could be something special. That was even before I was really a Timberwolves fan because I used to not, not be a fan of the team. So that that can be a story for later. But I've always been drawn to Rubio. But now I'm just like doesn't really do like passes some rarely scores. I don't know. I I'm fine if he's gone. And um, for to, to get a shooter, which they will need, so I'm fine with that. If they can get a good trade going, which they just robbed the bull, so hopefully they can rob someone else. That'd be great. And now the that leaves Tyus Jones as the I think the only point guard. I there might be with Dunn gone, it's pretty much only Tyus Jones at least capable of playing. But he's a backup, as at least I've at least as of right now. And uh, it's said that they're uh, going to try to pursue in free agency players like George Hill, Jeff Teague, Drew Holiday, Derrick Rose. I'm not. I don't know how good that would be. Maybe under Thibodeau he could re- uh, like rejuvenate, but I'm not sure there. 
And one that I saw, I think it was just someone guessing, but like if they could pursue Kyle Lowry and get Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carlton Towns, and then whoever they trade Rubio for, maybe like a, a shooting guard or just a shooter in general, that'd be pretty nice. And then I know the Timberwolves are one of the teams interested in Iguodala. I really doubt Iguodala is going to come to Minnesota after winning championships for Golden State. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm really excited for free agency. I love I love free agency, trade deadlines, drafts for all the sports. It's honestly like probably my favorite time. I, I honestly might almost might almost like it more than like the season, like the trade deadline. I get really into it. And then like the, when the free agency opens, I turn on <laughs> Twitter notifications, all that. I love it. Uh, now the, the last NBA thing, the NBA awards were uh, last night when I'm recording this. I don't know what, how long it's going to be till it's up. Russell Westbrook obviously won the MVP. I mean, stats, give it to him. I've, this whole season I've had problems with like, obviously the videos are like, Westbrook getting free rebounds from his teammates on free throws, but then you can make the argument where, like, it puts him in a position to run the fast break, get the ball in his fans hooker, okay. But, like, his shooting, percent- his shooting percentage wasn't all that great. Him and Harden both had, like, historic... If the if the other person didn't even play this year, they both would have... I'm pretty sure they both broke the record for, like, most turnovers. So, I don't know. I'm one of the people who thinks LeBron's just clearly the MVP every year, but you can't give it to him. So then, like, you have to give it to someone else every now and then. But, I mean, tri- average triple-double, I mean, broke the triple-double record. Good job, Russ. I think, I of the final three, I would have given it to Russ, but I don't know, maybe LeBron, I don't know. And then most improved player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Love him. I love watching him play, so I'm really glad he won that award. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Rookie of the Year. I think if Embiid stayed healthy and played more. He would have blown that away. But Brogdon, great. He had a great year, so and he contributed, so no problem there. Mike D'Antoni, coach of the year. Draymond Green, defensive player of the year. And uh, Eric Gordon, sixth man. That ooh, that Houston sixth man. The top two candidates, sixth man of the year. Eric Gordon, Lou Williams. They, great bench there. Hopefully uh, maybe they can uh, maybe tr- sign someone and make a run at the Warriors, but I really doubt it. The Warriors are blowing everyone away. And then as for the award show in general, I think the idea is pretty good. Get it all in, in, at once. I think it being this late, it's kind of like the finals are over. And if the MVP awards are none of them were even in the finals at all. And it's, I don't know. And then like, I think because it was their first year, they were kind of, it was kind of a little awkward. Like they didn't know exactly how it was going to flow. I think it's going to get better. And uh, I'm excited to see how it goes next year, considering they'll, they'll do it. And I think that's it for the NBA. Golf, baseball, uh, just dog days of summer right now. And then the only other uh, thing for the NFL, at least right now, is the the top 100 players. Uh, player voted just came out. And um, Tom Brady, number one, Vaughn Miller, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Cleo Mack, Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, Odell Beckham Jr., Le- Le'Veon Bell, and Matt Ryan. In the top 10, uh, Falcons fan living in New England. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, Julio Jones, 3. Matty Ice, 10. Great little duo there. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Tom Brady won. I'm just... learn. You'll learn quick if you listen. I'm not the biggest on Tom Brady. Probably the reason I'm not a Patriots fan living in New England. Get a lot of shit for it. But, 
it's whatever. I'm scrolling down this list right now because I haven't really looked at it. I'm looking. They show the 2016 rank, and I was trying to find who was one. And Cam Newton, he's now 44. So uh, that's a little bit of a down year there, huh? But whatever. Um. So that's really all the talking points I had written down because of that's just what it was. So I mean. As for this podcast, I like I said, just any of the sports stories going on, or not even the major sports, like just sports in general. Because like, like I said, I'm a huge golfer. I'm golfing all the time. I uh, play golf. I just love golf, so I'll, I'll probably talk golf a lot. Uh, just anything casual. I don't know. Just or and it's honestly not even all sports. Like if, if there's a story going on, like. The, the first thought I have is, like, if it was, like, the election time again, like, I'd be talking about that a little bit. Not always, because it's Scully Sports. Let me some Scully thoughts in general from your host, Scully himself. Nickname Scully can come another time as well. So, how, uh, a couple, couple things to hold on to. Uh, Scully name. Um, why you, I have very random favorite teams and... How they're all—they're basically all new, just because of like I've never really been official fans of anything. Those are all stories I'll get into. I don't want to make this first one too long. It's Twenty-one minutes right now. I've probably rambled a lot and had very—I kind of mumble a lot and stutter. So bear with that. And uh, yeah, we'll see where this takes us. Uh, ScullySports.com. Obviously, read on, read some of the stuff that I uh, have terrible writing, but it's real. Because it's not like I sit there and try to have grammar. I write it down once. I literally check spelling. And that's it. I don't really... I text. I, when I text, people say they can barely understand me. I just send all my thoughts at once. And So the reading should kind of should be interesting. I'll probably have to work on it. I'll probably catch up some things. But I mean, wasn't a big writer in school. So we'll see where that goes. But I mean, that's it for the first, first episode of Scully Sports Podcast. And uh, if, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Also, I don't know if this is gonna be a this is gonna be a scheduled thing or just whenever there's enough stories to talk about or what I'm gonna do with this. I literally have no idea, but I want to make the first one. So uh, that's it. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great day.